Evernorth Health Services, we believe costs shouldn't get in the way of life-changing care. And we're doing everything in our power to make it possible. Behavioral health solutions that also keep your projections at their best? It's possible. Pharmacy benefits that benefit your bottom line? It's possible. Complex specialty care that cares about your ROI? It's possible. Because we're already doing it. All while saving businesses billions. That's wonder made possible. Learn more at evernorth.com slash wonder. Your brain needs support. And new Ollie Brainy Chews are a delightful way to take care of your cognitive health. Made with scientifically backed ingredients like Thai ginger, L-theanine, and caffeine. Brainy Chews support healthy brain function and help you find your focus. Stay chill or get energized. Be kind to your mind and get these nootropic chews at ollie.com. That's O-L-L-Y dot These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. Hello and welcome to the program, UFO Warning. In this episode, we're talking about Dr. Evil Blames China. That's correct. Dr. Evil Blames China. Pretty interesting case, actually. It comes to us out of the dailymail.co.uk. Basically, what's happening here is former Arrowhead Dr. Sean Kirkpatrick, who they uh, kind of jokingly call Dr. Evil in this article, is claiming that what the Navy pilots saw back in 2019, these uh, orbs that appeared with a square inside, were likely Chinese uh, spy drones. That raises a lot of question. I mean, for one thing, that's almost an act of war if China is putting up drones in proximity, close proximity to these uh, U.S. fighter pilots to the point where they say one of them almost got a wing torn off. Secondly, we have to ask ourselves, uh, how do they fuel these things? I mean, this is about as this is about as laughable as the uh, jetpack miners down in Peru, in my opinion. But we're going to get into this a little bit and just see uh, the level of uh, silly debunking, the level of silly debunking that's uh, starting to come out of the mouth of of Dr. Shankar Patrick, who from now on I think will be called Dr. Evil. Now the title of this article says, Is this another Chinese spy balloon moment? A famous cube in a sphere. UFOs spotted at military bases along the East Coast may have been a high-tech enemy drone, says ex-Pentagon UFO investigator dubbed Dr. Evil. The Pentagon's first ever UFO boss pointed to a Chinese-made spherical drone in an uncut version of his new interview made available to the DailyMail.com. Retired UFO chief Dr. Sean Kirkpatrick was called Dr. Evil for his laser research. And then it says, read more. UFO whistleblowers held a secret talk with Wall Street bigwigs and CIA officials in Manhattan and claimed U.S. was in possession of a 40-foot TARDIS-like craft. Now, of course, we talked about David Grush in that penthouse apartment uh, presentation he gave the other day. Secondly, it lists him here as the, uh, I think if they said first ever UFO chief. I thought that was Louis Elizondo, but anyway. The article is by Matthew Phelan that says, senior science reporter for datamail.com, and the date on this is January 23rd, 2024. Uh, looks like it says, the Pentagon's former UFO chief has revealed his conclusion to one of the most famous UFO cases of the modern era. The Navy's baffling cube in a sphere UFO was a was just a super high-tech drone. Yeah, nothing to see here. Uh, it's just a super duper high-tech drone from China, right? U.S. Navy fighter pilots had reported seeing these otherworldly aircraft 
near the Atlantic coast between 2014 and 2015, which nearly tore the wing off an F-18 Super Hornet that was flying with the USS Roosevelt during one incident. Well, we don't know if it nearly tore the wing off, but it apparently nearly had a collision with. Now, Dr. Sean Kirkpatrick, the Pentagon's recently retired UFO chief, says that the objects were likely, quote, next generation spherical, unquote, drones that move, quote, very accurately. Yes, because we know the Chinese have all this super duper Star Wars technology, but they're just letting Taiwan exist because they're such nice people. While not confirmed, his description matches a drone prototype made public by Chinese researchers in 2022, a silver orb with eight thrusters configured at the tips of an internal cube, making it capable of unprecedented mid-air twists and turns. They got a picture of this thing. Look, it's a prototype. It's in China. They're constantly coming up with all kinds of new inventions that they claim that they have. I'll say it for the 1500th time. If China had this kind of technology at their disposal, Taiwan would have been completely taken over by now, and probably the U.S. It goes on, it says, The case highlights why UFOs must be taken seriously and not be subject to ridicule, Kirkpatrick suggested. Now, he's making some very, uh, I don't know, I think deceptive statements there. He says UFOs must be taken seriously and not subject to ridicule. What's he been doing to David Grush? Without naming him, it appears to me that he's been ridiculing Grush for some time and a lot of UFO uh, you know, advocates. And so basically what he's saying is, listen to me, I'm the authority. These UFOs are nothing but Russian and Chinese drones. We have to take them seriously, so give me more money. Yes, give more money to the people who can't account for $1.55 trillion, half of their money. He says, the Pentagon's departing UFO chief, Dr. Sean Kirkpatrick, cited public next-generation drone research by academics in Singapore in an effort to explain the Navy's cube in a sphere UFO sightings. This is called a straw man argument. These uh, highly reliable um, Navy pilots report a UFO sighting, and then Dr. Evil comes along and uh, through distraction says, look over here at Singapore, look what they're doing. So that means that we have to assume that Singapore took these high-tech drones that they used and then moved them to whatever uh, naval training exercise was going on here in the U.S. and harassed our pilots with them. That doesn't sound like anything Singapore would do to me. It says in the later article, it says, Dr. Kirkpatrick's new comments come ahead of the Pentagon's congressionally mandated historical record report on UFOs due to lawmakers in June of 2024. I wouldn't get your uh, hopes up for that if I were you. DailyMail.com was given an early draft transcript of Dr. Kirkpatrick's Dr. Evil's appearance on Fresh Produce Media's In the Room with Peter Bergen, in which the physicist delved deeper into national security that has come from stigmatizing eyewitness reports of UFOs. Yes, the physicist who told you that the Mosul orb didn't break any laws of physics. That gap could potentially be exploited by somebody, Dr. Kirkpatrick told Bergen, but a platform in the continental United States that nobody knew was there. Yeah, the boogeyman's right over your shoulder. Give me more money. A longtime laser physicist, Dr. Kirkpatrick's government service took him to the government service. Did he not get a paycheck for that? Took him to the Air Force Research Laboratory, the CIA, and the position at America's highly secretive spy satellite agency in the in, in the National Reconnaissance Office, the NRO, before chasing UFOs. 
and these guys weren't chasing any UFOs. Can you see what they're doing here with Kirkpatrick? They're really building him up uh, for his role in the UFO Mafia. I suspect it will be any day now. We'll see him at some UFO conferences, the baddie, and they'll pay him, I don't know, what they get, what, $10,000, $20,000 to show up to one of these things. And uh, they can bring him on stage just like a WWF match. And people can boo him and maybe throw rotten tomatoes at him. And he can pick up his check and go home. The physicist Air Force colleagues once named him Dr. Evil after the laser-obsessed villain in the Austin Powers series of spy film spoofs. One of my, quote, one of my going-away presents as I was leaving the National Reconnaissance Office, Dr. Kirkpatrick told CNN, National Security Reporter Peter Bergen, was one of my closest colleagues gave me a shark with a laser pointer strapped to its head. Oh, isn't that cute? And Dr. Kirkpatrick headed up the Pentagon's then brand new All-Domain Anomaly Resolution Office, where nothing gets resolved ever, from July 2022 until the end of December 2023. Leveraging his scientific expertise toward the, the tricky task of investigating military UFO cases. Last May, Dr. Kirkpatrick briefed NASA's UFO advisory panel that AARO had logged roughly 800 cases of flying spherical metallic orb UFOs. This is a typical example of the thing that we see the most of, Dr. Kirkpatrick told the panel. We see these all over the world and we see these making very interesting apparent maneuvers. It's unclear just how similar these metallic orbs may be to the UFOs first brought to public attention by former Navy Lieutenant and fighter pilot Ryan Graves, who described them to Congress as a dark gray or black cube inside of a clear sphere. But Dr. Kirkpatrick told the podcast these otherworldly craft may very likely have been a foreign espionage platform. And how does he know that? Well, he just knows. He's seen some pictures on the internet that China says they've got something like this. There's a large number of people, pilots, others who have said, hey, I saw this giant sphere. It had a cube in it, he said. I don't understand it. It must be an alien. So he's trying to take a, a, a report and then he's um, you know, making these false assumptions and putting words in people's mouths. This is another classic case of of a straw man argument. He creates a straw man. Large number of people, they say, okay, so they're not authorities. They don't know anything. And then they say, I don't understand it. It must be an alien. So he's setting up a false dichotomy there. He's just doing whatever he can uh, to not investigate what's going on, but to uh, belittle, uh, deperson, whatever, anybody who happens to report these things. And then it's got this the article has this uh, drone here. I mean, what these things, basically, you've got these uh, gas motors and these things, and they're mounted, uh, you know, in, in, on the inside of a, maybe a two pieces of circle steel, creating the circle shape. And then, of course, the, the motor and camera apparatus are in basically in a square shape. And these things are all in the uh, development stage they're not out there, you know, uh, a half a dozen of them at a time uh, menacing uh, fighter jets. So they're taking basically what amounts to a prop and they're trying to project that into this argument that, that well, it could be some unknown country. Now, what country on earth, given uh, America's spy power, the fact that they can intercept every phone call, every email, every radio transmission, which one of these dummies would want to take a chance at angering the U.S. government 
by inserting uh, multiple drones into a, a Navy uh, battle exercise. This is not something that's, we're not going to do it to them and they're not going to do it to us because it would cause uh, too much of a uh, too much of a potential for a greater conflict to occur. So what we have here is is this is a diversion tactic that Doctor Evil is using in order to try to throw shade on the UFO reports by these uh, pilots. It goes on. It says he says, well, actually, no. There's a number of papers out. Doctor Kirkpatrick continued in the early uncut draft of his podcast interview with CNN analyst Peter Burgett. So clearly they're putting together these very uh, slickly edited podcasts. They have a message to get out, and that message is that the, the UFOs actually belong to China and Russia, and we need more money to combat them. Now, it goes on, it says the most recent one was from University of Singapore, I believe, where the next generation of drones that are being built are spherical. They, they've they taken about a two-meter size inflatable, and they put a cube inside of it, Dr. Kovacic continued, and everywhere the corner of the cube touches the sphere, They've fused it, cut it out, and put little thrusters in. So now I have eight thrusters, and I wish I, and I can put cameras on it and anything else I want, the XAR Aero Chief told Bergham. That's Dr. Evil. With eight thrusters in a cube configuration, I can maneuver this drone around very accurately. Scientists with the Singapore University of Technology and Design, SUTD, in China, did in fact prototype a spherical drone along these lines, dubbed the spherical indoor Kwanda effect drone in September 2022 issues of the peer review journal drones. The research team in Singapore noted that their new prototype which benefited from an internal propulsion system with eight nozzles in a cube configuration showed a promising 40% reduction in trajectory control error during their test flights. The SUT's cube in a sphere drone prototype they wrote proved to be more swiftly and accurately maneuverable than their past internal tetrahedron configuration but the chinese made drone is not the only novel unmade spherical craft in production notice they're not telling you how long this thing can fly how much fuel it uses and if it's ever been uh, used outside of the lab goes on and says swiss-based flyability has been producing a spherical drone since at least 2015 when it won a million dollar competition in the united arab emirates the maker of flyability's gimbal drone and the spiced balloon drone both cited collision safety as a reason for pursuing their unmanned aircraft's round designs not high maneuverability or clandestine spying but they are not the only actors pursuing this kind of aerospace research according to aero's departing director well maybe if dr evil would release the cockpit video a recording from the shoot downs in alaska and canada and lake huron we might have a better look at what we're talking about but remember they didn't we had craft shot down over alaska over yukon and lake huron and to this day the american public is not allowed to see video the cockpit video of those craft or those craft being shot down. So they can talk all day about drones, but until Dr. Evil wants to produce to us the video of one of these so-called drones actually being shot down, I'm not really interested in what he has to say. Now, there are a number of advanced technologies that are being commercialized that people don't recognize, he said. Why go immediately to this extraterrestrial is another conversation. So he's really in there trying to poison the waters, trying to muddy the waters, and you can see what's happening with Kirkpatrick. 
Dr. Evil. They've moved him out of this aerial uh, desk job where they basically just did nothing for a couple years. And now he's got all these credentials and now he's stepping out of the revolving door. Now, a lot of times these guys go into work for a big, you know, uh, arms company and uh, they can work on rocket technology, blowing up countries, whatever. But it looks like Dr. Evil's taking a different tack. He's setting himself up in this podcast to step into the this kind of this whole uh, UFO uh, phenomena um, entertainment business. And honestly, this podcast is part of that. We try to discover some stuff, but it's as much entertainment as anything because we don't know for certain what's happening. But Dr. Evil is stepping into the ring, and his job will be to come out and um, really throw shade on and talk bad about some of the big names in the industry. I mean, if you got a player like David Grush, who's a former, you know, military guy, former intelligence guy, and he's coming out there in these congressional hearings, and he's saying, hey, I've heard things, I've seen things, blah, blah, blah. All of a sudden, uh, a lot of the normies begin to wake up. You have these various Navy pilots that are coming forward and saying, yeah, we see things. And they're on the UFO circuit. So they've kind of transitioned. They're retired. They're kind of getting into the entertainment of business a little bit, which is fine. It's great. It's getting all the news out there. They have all these big meetings. They have these big high-dollar podcasts, and they have a lot of these uh, you know, programs now that are making their way onto the Internet. And frankly, it's a lot of fun. And some of the guys are making a little money at it, I'm sure. But you can't let that get too far out of hand because, you know, in America, we love our military heroes. We love our fighter pilots, and we love are, you know, guys that were ex-cloak and dagger. So when these guys start coming out and saying, yeah, this whole UFO thing, you know, it seems pretty real to me, even if they're a little bit flamboyant or, you know, over the top or whatever, people still listen because they they view them as, you know, former military heroes, whatever. That creates a problem for the deep state. Now, the deep state needs to kind of tamp down the, the uh, teapot a little bit. It's boiling a little too much. So they bring out someone like Shankar Patrick to say, well, that's not a drone. Even though this is 2018, 19, when these sightings occurred, uh, and these drones weren't created until 2020 or 2022 or 2023, uh, it must have been one of those. Even though it seems unlikely to any uh, thoughtful person that a random country, even if it's China or Russia, would risk the uh, repercussions of getting in the middle of a U.S. Uh, Navy battle exercise with these drones and endangering our, our fighter pilots. It seems pretty unlikely to me they would do that. Even though that's the case, Kirkpatrick can come out and say, well, these drones exist, so it's probably them. So what he's doing is he's just trying to, to make, he's trying to take away from a, a clear picture. We all see what's going on here. We all see these orbs all over the place. They can't all be Chinese. I mean, you can go online today and find probably 100 videos in a couple of hours of these orbs. I don't think China has enough time to make that many orbs. And they're in places that nobody would care about, okay, if they were just there to spy on stuff. Now, let's go on down and finish this article up a little bit. It says, so there is a gap, and no one fully, I think, appreciated until a few years ago that the gap could potentially be exploited by somebody, he explained. But a platform, you know, the continental United States that nobody knew was there. But Dr. Kirkpatrick's gestural approach during his 18-month tenure at Arrow has not been without its critics, particularly over his very public disagreements with UFO whistleblower and fellow NRO veteran David Grush. So, yes, all of a sudden the Chinese all discover that all they got to do is ship their spy balloons to, to the U.S. and they're, and they're in good. 
doesn't seem likely. And it's also pointing to port out here. Look, look at the conflict. You've got this major whistleblower, David Grush, and it seems like Kirkpatrick's been sent out here to kind of quiet him down a little bit. Kirkpatrick expanded his own criticism of Grush in his interview with Bergen, describing him as someone who had fallen to the influence of UFO true believers within the U.S. military and private defense contractor Bigelow Aerospace, which investigated UFO cases on contract for the Pentagon from the 2007 to 2012. I see them coming after Bob Bigelow a little bit here. Maybe it's because he's getting older and they figure he can't defend himself because a lot of his his protectors like Harry Reid are gone now. But what this looks like to me is some sort of uh, conflict uh, between parties within the deep state. They're not interested in releasing uh, more information to us. They're not giving us documents that aren't blacked out. They're not being truthful to us, with us. They're just fighting and arguing over this really uh, valuable data that they all want from my opinion. In a new op-ed published by Scientific American last week, and we learned that a couple days ago, Dr. Kirkpatrick further dismissed Grush as one of several conspiracy-minded whistleblowers. Yeah, when you can't win the argument, that's when you go to name-calling. Grush, a former high-ranking U.S. intelligence official, has accused the U.S. military and its private contractors of illegal hiding evidence of crashed UFOs, recovered beings, and even UFO-related deaths, both under oath to Congress and in the press. Well, of course, we know all about Nolan's, uh, Gary Nolan's work where he talks about people dying from being exposed to UFOs, how much that seemed like Havana Syndrome to him. We've been all through that. So, yeah, a lot of stuff going on there. For their part, these same UFO whistleblowers have accused Dr. Kirkpatrick of fostering an atmosphere of disinterest, while others have suggested his superiors are secretly holding back Arrow's UFO investigative investigation efforts. Daniel Sheehan, the Harvard-trained lawyer who represented UFO whistleblower Louis Elizondo, in his complaint to the Pentagon's Inspector General, said last year to Daily.com, really knowledgeable UFO whistleblowers never did trust Sean. Well, I could imagine that. Instead, what they were doing is they were going straight through to the Senate Intelligence Community, Sheehan said. Well, that does actually sound like a good idea, I have to say. Uh, the article goes on down here. It says, in portions of Dr. Kirkpatrick's podcast interview, which appear to have been cut before air, the retired government scientist commented that Arrow's benefit to the U.S. intelligence uh, community was its latitude to conduct domestic sur surveillance. Yeah, in portions, I'm, let me read that again to you. In portions of Dr. Kirkpatrick's podcast interview, which appear to have been cut before air, had to take some of that stuff out because he got a little too talkative. The retired government scientist commented that AARO's benefit to the U.S. intelligence community was its latitude to conduct domestic surveillance. Did you hear that? AROs. That's that. That's our big UFO uh, investigative arm here. AROs. AARO's benefit to the U.S. intelligence community. In other words. What good things could AERO do for the CIA and the NSA and every other alphabet agency that wants to know what your grocery list looks like? Best thing they can do was latitude. That means their ability and willingness to conduct domestic surveillance. So they're supposed to be looking for UFOs but what they've done is they've pointed the cameras and the radio equipment back on you to listen to you. I'm going to say it again. At this point, 
if you're listening to this program, please do not comment to me that I'm an idiot because I don't trust the government. At this point, if you cannot see that we have some serious, serious trust issues with our own government, then I'm not sure I can help you. The retired government scientist commented that Arrow's benefit to the U.S. intelligence community was its latitude. In other words, we got the latitude, they got the gratitude to conduct domestic surveillance. Excuse me, I thought you were hired to find UFOs. I thought that you were hired to investigate UFOs. But now you're telling us that one of the great things about your department was that you could help the intelligence community spy on Americans. That's sick. We filled a gap, Dr. Kirkpatrick said. The intelligence community is prohibited by law from observing the continental United States, right? Now, dude, that's rich. He's telling you right there. The CIA is is prohibited by law from spying on you. But not Aero. So all these good-meaning, well-meaning congressmen got together and said, we're going to create an agency, and we're going to find out what's going on with these, with these UFOs. And they put Sean Kirkpatrick in charge of it, Dr. Evil. And what does Dr. Evil say? The intelligence community is prohibited by law from observing continental United States, right? And so the only people that actually have authority to do that, really, are FBI, Homeland Security, and a few other counterintelligence elements across the IC. But that's pretty much it. No one fully, I think, appreciated until the last few years that the gap could be potentially exploited by somebody. And that's when you ended up with Chinese balloons, he said. Oh, please. Well, this guy's a master at twisting things. The retired government scientist commented that Arrow's benefit to the U.S. intelligence community was this latitude to, de- to conduct domestic surveillance. Domestic surveillance. Domestic surveillance. So he wants you to believe that the CIA is, is not allowed to spy on you. That none of these other government agencies. Nobody can, nobody can watch the skies. But Arrow, yeah, they can, they can do that. They can, they can find all these Chinese spy balloons. Look, if Aero is listening and watching for Chinese spy balloons and they're sharing that information with the intelligence community, all these different alphabet agencies, don't you think that they're sharing all of the information that they collect? Or do you think that they're sorting out everything in order to protect your rights and then just talk about the spy balloon? What do you think? I think they're sweeping it all up. They're handing it over to whatever department asks for it. And then they can have a good long listen to your phone conversations and know exactly what's on your grocery list. It says, when DailyMail.com reached out to Peter Bergen and a spokesman for his podcast, the spokesperson noted, based on conversations with the in-room team, those excerpts were cut for time. So he just tells you the truth. First off, he tells you, man, these things have all got to be drones. And then he says, well, you know, all these spy agencies really aren't allowed to spy in this country. But what we can do, we can spy on people. And then we can help them to make sure that these are, spy, these are Chinese spy balloons. 
Who's, who is monitoring ARO to make sure that all the information, all the phone calls, all the radio transmissions, all the video that they record and that they're giving over to the CIA, NSA, and whoever else is being filtered out so that you and I's right to privacy is not being violated? Well, I don't think anybody's checking. And I think that's why they cut it out of the podcast. He got a little truthful in there. You know, a lot of times criminals like to brag about their crimes. And what I see here is an agency that is probably illegally spying on Americans. It's put itself out there as a uh, UFO investigative department. And they're collecting all kinds of data across the continental United States. He, he refers to the U.S. as a platform listening to you looking at you, predicting what you're going to do, all under the pretense of catching a Chinese spy balloon. They're taking all this evidence that they're collecting and they're giving it to spy agencies under the pretense this could be a, this could be a spy balloon from China or Russia or whoever. That's why it was so important for them to try to get some legal cover last year when we shot down those UFOs. They got one spy balloon and three UFOs. What that does is it allows for them to say, well, we're just trying to protect America. We're trying to protect them from spy balloons by taking all these pictures and video and rec making all these recordings of people's phone calls and radio transmissions. And yes, we are giving that to the CIA. And yes, that might be illegal normally, but because we found a spy balloon, we think we're going to be okay. So he's bragging about what they're doing in this podcast after he goes... After he goes out there and insults us all, telling us that all these orbs that we're seeing are nothing more than drones made in China and Singapore. After he, does, after he insults everybody in the UFO community, everybody who uh, is able to think clearly and rationally, after he does all that, after he throws shade on David Grush and all the other whistleblowers, then he wants to brag a little bit. He wants to brag a little bit about how AARO is really good at helping the deep state and that's a good thing and we can cover up what we're we're helping the deep state in a couple ways we're collecting all this data where they can stock you and then we're throwing in a couple balloons on top of it so we got cover we can do this to you and there's nothing you can do about it so that's what's happening you think you're getting a ufo investigative committee but what you're actually getting is a department that is allowed to spy on you, listen to your radio transmissions, your phone conversations, and videotape everything, and then turn all that information over to whatever, whatever intelligence agency wants it, under the pretense that we are being protected from Chinese spy balloons. But what happens to all that extra information they've collected, the 99%, the 99.999% that's not Chinese spy balloons? He never addresses that, does he? Well, somebody caught that, and they cut it out of the podcast because you bragged a little too much. Keep an eye on this thing. I think you're going to see Dr. Evil in the news a lot. He's going to be out there. He's going to be out there presenting himself as this rational, you know, Carl Sagan uh, 2.0 guy that's going to really put it to the UFO conspiracy theorist. He's going to really show him how it is. But never forget what he said, that one of the greatest benefits of ARO was, quote, its latitude to conduct domestic surveillance. It's not about spying on UFOs. It's about spying on you. That's why I say 
the only disclosure that matters is UFO uh, data information pictures that we, that we crowdsource ourselves. Don't give the government another dime to investigate UFOs. We'll do it from the ground up, grassroots, and cut these guys completely out of the picture. Until next time, this is UFO Warning. Over and out.